Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Wustrak. I'm here with special author and guest, Julie, and I'm not going to pronounce your last name. I'm going to let you do that. Otherwise, I'll butcher it. Oh, thank you, Emma. Lovely to have, um, to be on your show, and thank you for having me. And the surname is Sir Sock. Um, Like sock, you know, you wear a sock, so it's Sir Sock. (laughs) Okay, awesome. (laughs) see this is why i let you do it because i'll butcher any name out there other than like smith and jones and stuff like this but you have this wonderful book out and the title is kind of funny and it caught my attention it's called i'm now called the senior wtf and i'm now called the senior stories of the heart That's right. I've got the two books now. So the first one is I'm now called a senior WTF. Mm -hmm. And the second one, I'm now called a senior stories from the heart. I fell in love with writing. So there we go. And hopefully there's going to be many more. Hopefully. Now, which book came first? WTF came first. Mm -hmm. Um, To give you a little bit of my background, I was born in South Africa and uh, we had a you know wonderful um, network of friends and family and business and I was contracted EMI uh, but we had a few incidents one day we came home from a grocery shop and my child uh, called from the family room and said mom come and help turn on the tv set and we said you know how to turn on the television set and we went through to the lounge and there were just leads hanging there and our house had been ransacked so we moved uh, to Australia after there were a few incidences like that, but um, we were lucky to move to Australia. But moving to a new country is is daunting. It's like a whole f- clean slate. Mm-hmm. And there are different things there, you know, one, you know, where people would invite you around for tea and you would think it was tea and cake, but it's actually barbecue. <laughs> it's a different thing. It's like it's like lamb chops and vegetables type of thing. So we had to learn all that and we struggled in Sydney. And so we went up to Brisbane for a while to see if we could settle there. Nearly went back to South Africa. Uh, and I said, but we couldn't settle there. And my husband, I said, go down to Sydney, find your North Star and let's just try. We nearly went back to South Africa because we were really struggling mm-hmm. to settle. Financially, things were difficult. And we decided, no, let's, let's give it a try. And he came back to Sydney and uh, he went to a boarding house. He saw an article in the boarding house that uh, was doing a, somebody who was doing a business very similar to ours. And he walked in and he said, how about you employ me? I'll work on commission and I'll help you build your business. And this um, business did take him on. 
And from there, we were able to grow and jumpstart to build our own business and uh, grew it into one of the largest royal exhibition shows. However, just, you know, takes its toll. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's very floss and it's Ferris wheels. But after a long period of time, it was very tiring. And we decided, you know, it's time now to sell. And just when it was time for us to buy product for the following year, the people who were going to buy the business decided that they were going to renege on the deal and they didn't, the sale didn't go through. Yes. So there we were, we had to shut down the business with lots of debt. And we were exactly where we were in our 30s when we'd immigrated mm -hmm. from South Africa to Australia. We were now in the same position again here in our 60s and 70s. And now what? <laughs> Is there a roadmap for this? Are we retired? You know, mm -hmm. people, they say, oh, they promise you when you retire, mm, you know, you're going to be riding camels on beaches and drinking champagne. Oh, yes. Camels. You hear all that. You have all this money when you retire. The government just hands you money and go travel the world and sightsee. And it's not like that. <laughs> It's not like that. You know, I was able to look around and I thought, wow, people are lonely. Um, they're depressed. They have financial problems. They have medical issues. They have all kinds of things. But most of all, they lose their purpose. They really don't know what to do with their lives. And how do you even find your purpose? And I thought, breathe. Let's work out what I can do to make my life still significant, but also be significant to other people and help them realize that there is life after retirement. We can do all these wonderful things. We can do what we love to do. So I decided what I took a breath and I thought, what do I love to do? What am I good at? What do I enjoy? And I thought, I love to write. Let's give it a go. Let's write a book. And you know, only 1% of people who want to write a book actually do write books. Correct. And it's not hard. It's just sitting down at your computer or at, with pen and paper or typewriter, however you write, and actually putting your words to paper. Absolutely. And it's the discipline of it because mm -hmm. it's all very well. You can start it and stop. And in the beginning, maybe you're not that good and then you get better. But mm -hmm. for seniors, there's a lot of stuff you have to learn, like what program do you use? Some people, mm -hmm. some seniors don't even know how to get into Google. <laughs> you know, they, they, there's a big learning curve. I understand that one of my authors is a senior citizen, and I'm teaching her how to use different apps to send me digital files as her publisher. <laughs> I know, and it's also like you know hashtags, and there's a new language. What do we do with this new language? If you're going to have Instagram accounts or mm -hmm. Facebook, what what is a hashtag? We have to learn all that mm -hmm. while we try to work out how to pay how do we pay our electricity bills and 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 how do we open jars? And we're all stiff. You know, we bend down and try and pick up stuff. And and unless we go to yoga and meditate and do all these things that we should be doing and eating all the wonderful foods we should be eating, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we tie our shoelaces and we hang down there a little while longer to see what else we can do down there. Because, it's you know, all these things happen when you get older. Right. But I decided, you know what, I want to change people's lives. I want to get up on stage. I want to talk to people. And I want to tell them, hey, we can do this. There, there is a whole fourth quarter here for all of us. So decided to write this book. And I, the title is WTF. Now, of course, that polarizes some people. 
Um, but that's how we actually all do feel. We're just not really honest about it. So for those, <laughs> for those people who are a bit challenged with WTF, we say words, thoughts, feelings. Mm -hmm. That makes everybody very happy. <laughs> there we go. I mean, we can come up with acronyms for WTF all day long. Oh, yes. Words, you know, women that fly, you know, why mm -hmm. the face, anything you like. Mm -hmm. So so whatever blows your hair back, that's that's what works. So I just started and I researched all the, you know, then you think, can I do this? You know, am I ready to put myself out there? Mm -hmm. Am I prepared to be vulnerable? Of course, there's going to be criticism. But then there will be people, you will be able to change lives. So I started the process and I decided, did I want to go the real, the publishing route mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, big time publishers where you probably get a, a, a 20 year old who's actually reading your script and really wouldn't understand the senior issues that we are all going through. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'm going to learn about this. So I did. I, I spent a year, I joined a, um, a, a publishing school in uh, America which of course is very tricky for Sydney because all the interviews are in the middle of the night or at three in the morning because mm -hmm. you've got all these time differences. But I really did learn. And, uh, and there it was. There was my book, book number one. And it got to um, number one in its categories in Amazon. And uh, it got into all the bookstores. And suddenly what I really loved to do, I was, I was able to produce. And then, of course, the bug took me and I thought, I can do more. <laughs> so I wrote the second one, Stories from the Heart. So we've got two. Here's the one here. I'll just show you. That's the that's the first one there. And then that's the second one there. Awesome. I mean, this is what we do, though. We start with, oh, I'm bored. So I'm going to write a book. And then we get the book published. And then we go, oh, I can write more. This was fun. And pretty um, soon you have 17 books out. That's right. That's right. And the funny thing is that when you sit down in front of the computer and you start writing, you just feel that buzz. There's that creativity where mm -hmm. you actually, but I think the essence is you need to write what you know and what you understand or what you've read a lot about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like if you fantasy, like you've written yourself, mm -hmm. Emma, and, and so you would understand that genre. Um, I understand my genre because I am a senior myself. So I think it's all about the authenticity, writing about what you really know. Correct. And for me, it's things like, um, you know, downsizing, where, where we have this problem where we're in our family homes, we feel comfortable there, we, we love living in our homes, we feel safe, but the maintenance is just death-defying. Mm -hmm. If you've got a clean and grass and you know cut down branches and clean all the time you suddenly your quality of life is not as great as it could be so it's that issue where do you go what do you do how do you do it then it's things like virtual babysitting you know with grandparenting like I know six o'clock my kids put their kids in front of an iPad and they speak to Gaga Mummy's mm -hmm. <laughs> probably having a shower or something mm -hmm. but um, that's our our time and we sort of virtual babysitting while mummy does something else so um it's things like that when you when you get older travel senior travel when we travel if you if you're on a plane and you're right near the window it's 
difficult getting out. Right. <laughs> excuse me, as you try to climb over everybody and the one on the end has got a don't disturb me mask on and you don't want to disturb them and then there's turbulence and you land on top of them. It's things like that. It's things like that. Yeah, there's a whole different culture to the senior citizen lifestyle than there is to the 20-year-old lifestyle. I mean, I'm blessed. I live with my mother. I have my 18-year-old, so there's me, and then my senior citizen mother, and then my senior senior citizen great grandmother. <laughs> so I I see all the different perspectives because I'm exposed to it every day. It's just what can each generation contribute to the household, but that's the same time there's the downsizing that it's not just oh let's go get a 20,000 square foot house it's no I don't want to clean a 20,000 square foot house <laughs> exactly exactly and it's harder when you get older you know you have to you know going up and down stairs is an issue I have a husband with a bad knee and mm -hmm. sometimes I see him crawling up on his on his on his knees and on his hands and I think oh my gosh this is not right anymore it's time it's mm -hmm. time for us to to move on and and downsize but you know there's at least if you've got that family unit that you have it's a wonderful perspective for each generation because sometimes one generation doesn't understand the other generation mm -hmm. and we as older people have so much to teach we've got all this experience but on the other hand we've got so much to learn from from younger generations Especially in this techno world where we, we, you know, passwords and, and, you know, that type of thing. We can, I know that we can be very, um, younger generations can get very impatient with us because we, we're trying to learn this. We've, we've got one foot in the old world where you sit in front of somebody and communicate and another, another is a digital world. And mm -hmm. we're sort of in the middle. So we've got our foot on each side trying to navigate all of this. Yeah. I've been trying to teach a family member about internet scams. I mean, he's a senior citizen and I, he's just getting now not working because he just retired is teaching him about internet scammers that are out there because other he's wasted so much money on scams. I'm like, let me do the research for you. If you don't understand how to do it yourself. That's so nice. That's so nice. And having the, the patience to do that is mm -hmm. also wonderful because you know, we get scams, we get phone calls all the time mm -hmm. about this department or that department and hand over your, you know, I had somebody who called me and it's actually in the book too, who said um, your internet connection is going to go down. Do you have a problem with your computer? Go to your computer, go online and give me all your um, details and I will mm -hmm. fix it. So I said, well, what is actually your ID? Mm -hmm. And they said, uh, gave me a long number. Yeah. And I said, well, don't worry, I'll actually call the internet provider and I'll um, confirm that your ID is your ID. Uh, and then we can see what the problem is. But my internet seems to be working perfectly well at the moment. And he went off his brain. He was just so angry with me for not continuing. Mm -hmm. But must have accessed the fact that, you know, I'm close to 70. So must have realized, wow, well, she's not going to be as aware yeah so uh, wonderful that you're helping somebody to do that that's fantastic it, it, it's just it's out there you have the internet scams they target senior citizens because they don't they trust that you don't know the computers they trust that during the computer generation being built 
you are working somewhere, a nine to five job or 12 hours a day or doing whatever you're doing. So they prey on you. Absolutely. And they, they, they do. And, they, and some of us can fall into the trap. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we're quite savvy. You know, I say that, you know, there are a lot of senior citizens who are, as I say, you know, being left behind. But then there are a percentage of people who really pushing themselves to keep relevant. Mm-hmm. I say you need to exercise because that needs to keep your body relevant. Right. You, need to, you need to read because that'll keep the neurons going in your brain. Mm-hmm. You have to keep it all going because once you submit and you just say, okay, this is, once you start believing that you are old, in a way you become old. Exactly. You are the age you think you are. So if Absolutely. you keep your body doing what you are doing for the last 30 years, you're going yes. to have a longer longevity to what you're able to do as you age. And you want to Absolutely. age gracefully. Absolutely. And with dignity and, and also with purpose. Mm-hmm. And, that, and finding that purpose is, is hard because um, I say you've got to just, first of all, work out, you know, what makes you curious? What do you love to do? Uh, what are you good at? You know, how can you give back and maybe just write circles of all of those things. And then where it hits in the middle is what you would love to do. Some people, it's simple things. Some people it's able to start walking or gardening or even knitting or sewing or coffee with friends, simple things. Other people, it's learning history and going to do online courses and, and stretching themselves. The problem is when you get older, and I found when I actually published the first book, there was such a big learning curve. And when you type into Google, how do you publish a book or write a book or how do you do it? Because you've got covers, fonts, editing, formatting, all those things, ISBNs. I didn't know what an ISBN is. Now I know exactly what an ISBN is. So you can learn. But, um, you know, it's a lot to learn initially. And the problem is when you get older, you sometimes forget So when I wrote the second book, I had to do the whole course all over again to make sure that I was following the right steps, to make sure that you can get it into the right categories on Amazon, which is a whole big thing itself. And both books have got to number one in their categories um, and have been bestseller banners. And so I sort of feel I'm in the right space. I feel I I love you are doing wonderful for your space. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, uh, you don't get too many authors out there. I mean, 1% of the 1% of authors that actually publish a book, let's think about the math on that, okay? Only 1% actually gets to a bestseller category. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's not going to be everyone that submits a book is going to get the bestseller. So if you can be within the 1% that gets to the top 10, you're doing something really special. Yeah, I think I've... I think I've- I think I've touched a nerve for older people and they are loving the book. And I've got, you know, 55 star reviews on my new one, um, which has only been out a month. So I'm really delighted that I've actually got to the core of the issue of what affects seniors, but also what makes us laugh. We have to laugh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Otherwise, you know, this is all just a stage. It's this quarter of life. And um, we've got to give it a a good go and have a good laugh while doing it and relax too. Mm -hmm. One thing I really learned with with publishing is that 
you don't have to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to say, oh, I've got to get it by this due date or you have timelines or you set goals of when to do it. You just, it's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And even in the marketing, it doesn't need to be all at once. Right. It's fine if in four months' time you decide, okay, I'm going to do a book tour. We were very severely curtailed because Sydney was in lockdown for many months. Mm-hmm. So when I was going to go out and do a book tour, I do a lot of talks at, at um, clubs and, and retirement villages, and I'd, I'd go out and talk a lot. But a lot of that was curtailed because of the virus. So uh, I had to change it more to, to Zoom um presentations and things like that but that's just adaptation and you don't have to do it all at once exactly it's like even me i went from doing just a radio show now now it's video as you can see why because people respond to seeing people's faces well during 2020 and part of 2021 we couldn't do face-to-face in buildings and whatnot we had to do zoom we had to do you know, book clubs via whatever video platform. So we adapted. Yes, yes. And you have to, don't they say adapt or die? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to adapt. And and I think the new world, there are a few chapters in the new book about, you know, mask wearing. And we all went gray. All seniors had gray roots right Mm -hmm. up to here because we couldn't go out to hairdressers and, and we were all wearing tracky pants that we call them tracky pants in Sydney with, with, you know, no shoes on. And sort of, I say the top was parting and the bottom was having a holiday because nobody could see yeah. below the waist, you know. Exactly. I and mean, then you go, yeah. And then you go out and then you think, I don't know how to dress anymore. I don't know what to wear. <laughs> see, I'm very lucky. I do a lot of dresses. So even if my dress is on, you know, because from yes. waist up I have to look pretty but yeah. from waist down it's probably still my sweatpants unless I'm going out of the store you that's know right. that's right that's what how that's the, the cause and effect of 2020 it's Absolutely. oh I'm all professional waist up my hair's done my makeup's <laughs> done but from waist down I'm gonna wear sweatpants or whatever that's no. us, and nobody would know any the better mm-hmm. I know although when you do dress up you feel better Yes. You know, I feel like when you sort of got your act together, you do feel better about yourself. Yeah. I mean, whatever you're doing, you have to dress for success and you feel better. You do. You do. And you put your makeup on. I mean, Mm -hmm. we weren't wearing lipstick because we were wearing masks all the time. Mm-hmm. So all your lipsticks, lipsticks have expired. So you need to go out and get some new ones. I know. Because now we sort of can we can go out now to restaurants and take our masks off. Mm-hmm. So wow, out came the lipstick again. <laughs> it's all a part of adapting. And the older generation, there are senior citizens. Some have adapted very well, and some have not. <laughs> I yeah. I have two of them on both ends of the spectrum. So I mean, it's. What are we doing? What can our senior citizens be doing to find meaning in their retirement? Yeah, it's, it's as I say, so because we've been isolated, mm-hmm. I think there is a much more burgeoning problem of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's being very aware of other people to even just phone and say, 
Are you okay? Are you all right? Just that phone call can sometimes change somebody's lives or drop in a little something, you know, to their house, a meal or or something mm-hmm. to make people, those are the ones who are actually really stuck at home or mm-hmm. not allowed out or can't get out, you right. know, uh, is to, to, to actually give back. And this part of our lives, you know, I just say, you know, we've got to observe, we've got to learn, we've got to grow, we've got to love, and then just give it all back again because you can't take it with you. <laughs> just, no. you know, just give it See, back. My, during 2020, my dad was one of those who couldn't leave the house. He was completely unable. So it was going over there once a week to make sure he's okay. Going, pick up the phone once a week, making sure he didn't need anything for when I was able to get up there to visit him. So, but it's also what was he able to do that he enjoyed doing during 2020? That was his thing. Absolutely. And somehow it seems to be harder um, and this is not being sexist in any mm-hmm. way, but but being harder for men mm-hmm. because they're so proud, they don't like to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, I really need help, I need companionship, I need, I mean, in my book, I write about one guy who actually put in an ad for somebody to come and spend Christmas with him because he was so lonely. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awful? It you don't is. want to have a world like that. You want to, you know, everybody just needs to connect and love and and help help out exactly we have to help each other we have to go as a community and community doesn't mean just your house or the city you live in it means everyone that you touch you can have friends in other countries isn't that wonderful and just call them to see if they're okay yes i i really love that part about this communication Mm-hmm. Because we have friends, obviously, having immigrated, we have friends all over the world. And to be able to just dial in and really chat like you're having a cup of tea together is, is awesome. That's the real benefit of it. And especially children. I have a daughter. She um, lived in Los Angeles for many years. She's an actor. She was on uh, Pretty Little Liars. Uh, but she's come out to Australia. She arrived in June to do a project in Queensland, which is up in the north. And uh, we haven't been able to see her because the borders have been closed. But Christmas, they're opening the borders next week after months. Awesome. So I'll be able to see my little grandchildren and her and um, next week. So I'm oh, very that excited. Is awesome. Yes. I mean, that, that's always a good thing to see the grandkids and see the oh, kids yes. that we haven't seen in a year and connecting with family members. I mean, that can be nieces and nephews and stuff like that for me. Yes. I just met, actually just met my ne- nephews over a couple months ago. Oh, you see, that's the whole thing. And children grow up so quickly. They just, you know, they, they're tiny and then they're suddenly little beings mm-hmm. running around, you know, talking and communicating and having their own personalities and it happens so fast. So it I mean, does. my lesson is connect and just be and, and, mm-hmm. you know, really while you can just make sure that you have that communication. Cause you know, there's so many stories that I heard from my dad, but I could have heard more. I could have spent more time listening all the war stories and things like that, you know, it would have exactly. to pass on. Yes. It's, Finding out those stories that of our 
past generations so we can pass them out down to our kids it's yes. things that are being taken from us now that we yes. need to recirculate so people know and be aware of it yes definitely and the only way you can do that is by word of mouth mm-hmm. or by writing books because <laughs> i've got some of the history in there so mm-hmm. um yeah I mean, I have all my grandfather's uh, journals, and eventually I'll be taking his journals, pinpointing just what's relevant to my life and making a book out of it. Because there's his his perspective of my life and my perspective of my life growing up until I was 16. Wow. You see, that's the whole thing. That's the takeaway that nobody Mm -hmm. would be able to see unless you actually documented that mm-hmm. and and wrote about it or whatever or put as you say put it into um you know journals and things it's into journals because you have two different points of view you have the what i seen and what he's seen it's just both the same life but it's two sides of the coin and to That's have right. that perspective everyone has a perspective of your own life and how other people see your life versus how you see it. Absolutely. Well, one of the books I was going to write in my repertoire coming up is mm-hmm. Conversations Between the Generations because, gee, there's a different um, take on what we see. Mm-hmm. It's exactly exactly what you say, yes. Exactly. That's right. And that's a book that needs to be out there. There's, We look at, actually I wrote a book or started writing a book with Two of my other friends were all three different age groups. Yes. And the beginning of the pandemic, what we each perceived to be the reality of the pandemic very early on. Right. Very interesting. Yes. And now, three we may, different friends. Yeah. May or may not actually publish or just keep it private between us. But it's three yeah. different perspectives on what was going on in our community. That's really interesting because it's, you know, some people have actually loved these lockdowns Mm -hmm. because they haven't had all those pressures that are out there. They've actually enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I must say I enjoyed writing a book because I I didn't have those pressures of going out so I could focus. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm a little bit restless. I'm ready to get up to see my grandchildren. But initially it wasn't that bad because we you focus on what is that what is most important correct and it's not all this busy busy busyness I say to generations just take a breath it's it's you don't have to be busy and active and and out there doing these little things all the time look at the big issues take a deep breath and and um your purpose will come to you correct but we are almost out of time. So how can our viewers and our listeners find you and your books? Oh, ML, thank you. It's on Amazon. Both of them are on Amazon. All online bookstores you can order online. If you go to my website, www.imnowcalledasenior.com, uh, you can download from there, but that's actually only in Australia. But you can also download a, joy, a free joy list or a free uh, downsizing workbook which is in the front of the book which you'll be able to download even from the website and it's a great crazy present for older people (laughs) or for anybody out there looking for a gift for an older person this is the gift 
<laughs> that is very <laughs> true. I oh, mean, I, I have an, yeah, sorry, I, I have an Instagram page. I'm not you do? Yay! Yay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, we froze. I started a few followers and now, oh. So okay, you have the, yes. Uh, yes. Yes, sorry, sorry. Uh, it, it's probably my internet. We've been in having storms and with storms, oh. internet connections go haywire. I know, I know, I understand. Well, also Instagram page, I have a Facebook page. I'm now called a senior plus in my, and um, also in my personal name. So there we go. We're on the, we're on the move. Yay. Now, if I can give my mother on to Instagram, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was so grateful and wonderful to speak with you today. Thank you, Emil. Thank you so much for having me and uh, have a wonderful, happy holiday season. And I've loved chatting to you. Awesome. You- you as well. And for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.